hello welcome back so today i'm gonna do the case of juana barasa aka la mata viejitas what that means is basically she kills old people <laughs> okay so hey guys <laughs> how are you guys good great awesome so um i feel like uh, okay i don't want to say like this is fun but it's i think it's an interesting case because um basically juana was a serial killer which is rare um because she's a woman and then also she was a wrestler so i just think it's such an interesting case um it's just it's just so random you know what i mean all right so let's get into her story so juana was born in hidalgo which uh fun fact just happens to be where my dad is from as well um so uh hidalgo in mexico just in case you didn't know um so juana's mother she was actually an alcoholic and so this is really terrible so she'd allegedly exchange juana for some beer to this one man who would repeatedly rape her so basically she was selling her kid just to get some alcohol um terrible that's uh, terrible um it gets worse because eventually this man got her pregnant um in total juana had four children and um more tragedy her eldest son died from injuries from a mugging So just starting off she didn't have the greatest um you know childhood. And um like I said she was a professional wrestler and they called her La Dama de Silencio which means the Lady of Silence. And in the beginning of 2003 Juana began to take advantage of um just like of elderly ladies. She would gain entrance to their home by offering to help them carry their groceries or she would claim that she was from the government and she was there to provide medical help. Um she would basically just trick them and lie to get inside the house. So once she got inside the house, she would uh find a weapon there. Um she never like she never brought one with her. She would just use whatever was uh in the in the house. So she'd use things like like a telephone cord or a pair of stockings. So uh the way she would Uh, like find her victims she would get a list of women who were on government assistance programs and she was very methodical about choosing her victims um which again is not typical of a woman um she would so this list she would um like research them and find out which which one of these elder elderly ladies lived alone and so Um she, you know since she had that information these women they would believe her when she said she was from the government and she even went as far as like making fake credentials that identified her as a nurse or um like when like when she pretended to be a nurse she would claim that like she was sent there to check their vitals and things like that so that's how these elderly ladies would um uh trust her so um after so what would she she would do is like after she would kill uh one of these women she would then search the house and um she'd find a souvenir to take with her so again this is something that's really unusual for a female serial killer because like it it appears like for her the motive was not necessarily financial especially because she takes a um a souvenir uh what do you think a trophy like a trophy um 
and that's usually not the case with with um serial women serial killers a lot of women uh kill for financial gain um so it's just it's definitely rare and so when the police um you know started to notice that there was a killer on the loose they believed that it was a man and they thought that they actually thought that he must have been confused about his sexuality um and they also believed that he had been abused by an elderly relative when he was a child and so that's why he was going after these elderly women um the police just thought that he you know he was projecting the person that abused him to these innocent victims and like like that was his way to channel his resentment and his anger so, oh, um, the eyewitness descriptions also reinforced the police's theory because um, the witnesses said that the killer was a, they said that he was a stocky man who would be in women's clothing. And the police, they took all this information and they started questioning all the um, transgender sex workers. Um, so the community, they were outraged at the police for going after the trans community. Um, and of course, uh, you know, they were no, they were not any closer to finding the killer. And so Juana would continue to kill. So of course the community was upset because number one, they weren't catching the killer. And number two, they were going after the trans community. Um, which is great because, uh, this was back, you know, early 2000s and stuff. And so not, not early 2000s. Oh yeah. Early 2000s. Sorry. And, um, you know, back then, uh, there was still a lot of, um, how can I say it? Like, there was a lot of prejudice. There was a lot of, um, like, not no education on it. So, um, I, I just think the police going after the trans community seemed, to me, and this is the sex workers in general, I think is a good indication of where society was at, especially in Mexico. Um, they're much more conservative there and uh, things like that. are They don't really understand anything that's out of the norm. Um, how can I say this? I, I don't think that it's like as, at that time, they, it wasn't as progressive as here in the United States. <clears throat> so anyway, um, where was I at? So... Um, so, yeah, so it's suspected that perhaps she killed, like, for more, she killed for more years before the police actually caught a break. So they thought that, I wrote that very strange, that, but I guess basically what I'm trying to say is they, they suspected that she had been continuing to kill in that time they were searching for her. And um, in 2006, uh, Juana strangled an 82-year-old woman with a stethoscope. And a witness just happened to see Juana leaving the scene. And she was actually renting a room in the home of the victim. And she happened to come home uh, at the same time. So remember, she always targets women that live alone. And for some reason, this woman, um, like, she didn't catch that she had a a roommate, basically. So uh, when she got inside the house, uh, the roommate, she found the body of... Uh, she bought, found the body and she called the police immediately. So due to the witness, they were able to find Juana and question her. They they realized that it was actually a woman. So Juana did end up confessing to strangling one woman. And she said that her motive was just anger towards elderly women. And she said her anger came from her mother because uh, when Juana was only 12, 
years old, you know, her, uh, remember, like, her alcoholic mother, mother would give her to an elderly man to abuse her, um, and she said that was basically her motive, um, and Juana, she, sorry, she did try to claim that she was not the only person who was responsible for the killings, and she asked the media, um, quote, with all due respect to the authorities, there are several of us involved in the extortion and killing of people, so why don't the police go after the others, too, end quote. Uh, however, the police believe that she was the only one that was re- responsible, and all the evidence suggests that she is the only killer. There are fingerprints that match her, and they were left at the scene in multiple murders. So, Juana was actually charged with 16 different murders, but it's believed that she might have killed up to 49. Crazy. Um, she only ever actually admitted to one. Mm, but it's it's definitely um suspected that she killed way more um like i said there's fingerprints in other at other murders i can't talk today uh so she was ultimately sentenced to 759 years in prison um and because she would pose as a government official who worked in social welfare she is characterized in the caregiving category of female killers and um they do think that the abuse she suffered in her childhood from her mother was a contributing factor in her murders. Um, and so I'm just going to put in like some, I mean, that's, that's essentially basically the case. And I did that really quickly. Um, but there's actually, um, like a little other little tidbits, right? So, and I'm going to be honest with you. Some of this is pulled directly from some websites. I don't remember which parts came from where, but I'll They're all cited at the bottom. Um, I have them all here. So anyway, uh, Bernardo Batiste was the chief prosecutor in Mexico. And he actually initially, in Mexico City, sorry. um, He initially profiled the killer as having, quote, a brilliant mind, being quite clever and careful. And um, he did suggest that the killer probably struck after gaining the trust of the intended victim, which is really interesting because he was actually correct. Um, investigating officers suspected also that sh- that the killer must have been posing as a government official and that they must have been offering the victims a chance to sign up for welfare programs as a as a as a what is it called? Like a ploy um, to get to get in to get to gain access. Um, there was also a, uh, an odd coincidence to happen, and that distracted the investigation. So at least three of Baras, uh, Juana's, um, Barasa's victims owned a print of an 18th century painting by a French artist named Jean-Baptiste uh, Grus, I think. Uh, it's called The Boy in a Red Waistcoat. Waistcoat. Um, so that was definitely odd that three of the victims had this. So, um, you know, that they kind of went down that rabbit hole for a while and it it sort of, um, you know, every, anytime that the, that the detectives go down any sort of rabbit hole, it's going to be extra time. And so, you know, during the, that's what I was saying during the time that they're going down all these, um, potential leads is when, uh, she would continue to kill. So, um, they do believe, the authorities believe, that she was actually a psychopath. They believe that she didn't feel any remorse for what she did. Um, again, she didn't uh, admit to more than just the one. And so, um, they, you know, they, I, I don't know what other things that they... 
I don't know what other things she did that would suggest that she was a psychopath, but um, they do believe that she just didn't feel any remorse for what she had done. Um, and that's basically all I got. That's the story of Juana Barasa. I wish I would have researched it a little further um, and got more, more into depth. Um, this is such a short episode. It's like I'm only 12 minutes in, but uh, I do think that she was a unique serial killer, and I think it's in- an interesting case for sure if you've never heard of it. Um, she, you know, it, 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 uh, I think that obviously she had a lot of rage in her, and she was wrestling, which maybe was an outlet for her to let out some of that rage, but eventually, I guess it wasn't enough or something. I don't know. I wish. I wish... You know, I wish that these killers would, at some point, maybe if they could at the end of their life or something, you know, hopefully sooner, but I wish that they would just confess. I wish they would say and explain everything and say, you know, what they felt, why they did that. Um, <clears throat> she obviously went to great great lengths to go and make some credentials and to research these people and everything. Um, so I just wish that they would kind of offer up what, you know, what's going through their mind during that time when they're researching these people and trying to find the right victim. I mean, I can only imagine it's thrilling. So that's, that's sort of the part that's so interesting. This is a woman and most of the time it's the men who, who are sort of going through all these cycles right this the serial killer cycle of feeling like the thrill of hunting basically a person and then actually acting it out and um and then the souvenir the the trophy you know reliving it all of that it's typical of a male serial killer so it's just so crazy that this woman is just doing the same thing and of course men and women can be um very different but also very similar in many ways and but, however, just, you know, most serial killer women, the women serial killers will kill for for other reasons. I don't think that most of the time it's not necessarily because they have this thrill-seeking uh, agenda. It's, I remember there was, you know, I don't know if you ever watch, like, Killer Women, I think, was, like, on ID or something. You know, all those shows, like, on Snapped and Oxygen and the ID channel... Um, they have these episodes where they do focus on women killers, but it'll be like this woman would kill people, um, take their money and then, you know, go do something and then go kill somebody else for their money. Again, some of them would marry the person, um, and get the life insurance. Some of them, they, you know, it was like they were maids or something like that. Uh, just like different different strategies but usually it was for financial reasons if not it was like oh like you know they killed their husband or something like that um so for her to be that way is very interesting um so yeah so that's la mata viejitas uh thank you for listening and um you can follow me on twitter at crime castle pod and i also have a tiktok but i really haven't been focusing on that lately and i should and if you want to go check that out, you can. Same same handle, Crime Castle Pod. Um, if you have anything you'd like to say to me, uh, any feedback, any suggestions, whatever, just send me an email to crimecastlepod at gmail.com. 
Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. And that's about it. Thank you again for listening. And I'll I'll probably post another one soon because this one is just unacceptably short. (laughs) All right, bye.